2: live. Praise God out there. God is so good and he is worthy to be praised. This is the Movement Real Talk. and I am your host, Yvette Resto. And truly I give honor to God tonight and those that are on the line and those that will be coming on the line. We truly just want to thank God for the things that he's done even thus far. And um, we just want to give honor and praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ and I know that we got some powerful word on on Sunday at our church homes and and I just believe that God got a blessing and a good word for us tonight um to edify the body of Christ to keep us moving to that next level that another dimension into the supernatural and just trusting that that all things are possible through him that believe and trust in our Lord and Savior and, um, hallelujah, Lord. I just thank you right now. I'm not for sure if, um, Pastor, um, Cliff Coward is online yet. Okay, if he's not online. And also, I want to, um, go ahead and just go into prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And we just come before you, Lord, as humble as we know how, Heavenly Father. Lord, we're just thanking you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. We just thank you how you just watched over us, Lord, as we slumbered and slept last night, Heavenly Father. Some had to go to jobs. Some don't have jobs, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we just thank you some didn't wake up last night, Heavenly Father. But we're asking you right now, Lord, to just bless those, Heavenly Father, that is on this line tonight, Heavenly Father. Lord meet every need, heavenly Father. Lord, and we're thanking you right now, heavenly Father. Lord, that even your healing angel, heavenly Father, Lord, with nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing needed, nothing wanted, heavenly Father, that you just continue to bless your people, heavenly Father. Lord, and we just thank you right now, Lord, because you are a good and faithful God. Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, and Lord, we just thank you because you are God all alone, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we just thank you how you just continue, Lord, to just bless the President of the United States, Heavenly Father. Lord, to continue to send words of wisdom his way, Heavenly Father, and every cabinet member, Heavenly Father. Lord, that they will come under the subjection of the power of the Holy Ghost, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we're just thanking you right now, Lord, and we just magnify your holy name, Heavenly Father. Lord, even over in Israel, Heavenly Father, in Iraq and Iran, Heavenly Father, even in our third world countries, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would just continue, Lord, to, to bless your people, Lord, that Lord, that even that you would dismantle ISIS, Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And we're just thanking you because you are mighty and merciful God, Lord. And we just give your name all the glory and all the honor and the praise, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you tonight, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we just worship you in spirit and in truth, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that every family, Lord, that is represented, Heavenly Father, Lord, those of us that have saved and unsaved family members, Lord, that you would just bless them in a mighty way, Heavenly Father. Lord, that we speak life into them, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we're just giving you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You are a good and merciful God. Lord, we just thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, because you are God Almighty. You are El Shaddai, Lord. You are our righteous God, Lord. You are our provider, Heavenly Father. You are the Prince of Peace, Heavenly Father. You are the Prince of the Airway, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord, and we just glorify your name, Jesus. Oh, we just worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You know every petition that has been before you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we ask in the Heavenly Father that you just bless, hallelujah, your people, Lord. Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, that every petition, Lord, would be, hallelujah, would be. Hallelujah, be released in the atmosphere, Heavenly Father, that you are just blessed. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Has Pastor Clifford Coward come online yet? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm, glorify your name, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We magnify your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. We magnify your name, Lord. Hallelujah, for you are worthy, Lord, of all the praises and all the glory and honor, Heavenly Father. And we give it all to you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus Oh, yes, Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Lord Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus And I just want to um <clears throat> Hallelujah, just want to thank everyone that's on the line tonight And um thank you for coming on and, and, and wanting to yearning and thirsting from a word from God. And um Hallelujah. Is Pastor Coward online yet? Holly and I wanna ask um that everyone that come on the line tonight that if you have any background or moving, um, we ask that you would either put your phone on mute because we find that it's been it's it hurts the ears of the listeners. And, um, we just want to make sure that we are courteous to everyone that come on the line that, um, that because we, we know that, that God is, is, is a good God and he does things in decency and in order. And, um, and we just want to make sure that, um, that we are in obedience to everything that he has for us. And, um. I uh, got just got a message from from um, Pastor Coward, so he's going to be online. But he had some kind of emergency. Sent him. Um, they had emergency. But anyway, we just want to think. We just want to pray because we don't know what the emergency was or what he what may be going on right now. But we're just asking God to even give them peace peace as whatever they're going through right now, Heavenly Father, Lord, and we just thank you right now, Lord, for Pastor Cliff and Vicky. hallelujah, Lord, that you just continue to, to just bless them in a mighty way, Heavenly Father, Lord, that whatever the circumstances are, whatever the problem or the issue, Lord, that it's, it's done, it's finished, Lord, because you, you paid it all on Calvary's cross, and we know that you are a good God, and we know that you are a prayer answering God, and we know that you shall bring us out of all, any of our affliction, any of our issues, Lord. We know that we lean and trust trust you. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Can you dive me in? Mm, hallelujah. Hold on for one moment, please. Um,
3: Sorry, I'm kind of trying to get him in. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, and we glorify your name, King Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um not sure.
3: Hallelujah!
2: Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Oh, glorify your name, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Heavenly Father. Oh, you are yes, Pastor Crowder. God bless you, precious. God How bless are bless you? you? God bless you. Praise God. We were just in prayer, to know and um, just trusting God that all is well. Amen. well listen um,
1: we had a little small emergency. And I had to run out uh but um all is well, and I'm just in travel back to my home and Can um, you guys hear me okay?
2: Yes, we can hear you uh, you're, yes, we can hear you good and Excellent. Um, at, Excellent. at this time, we're gonna go ahead and turn it over to um Pastor Clifford Coward and let him lead it the way God wants him to lead us tonight.
1: okay, well, praise the Lord, Well, first of all i I kind of a privilege I'm deeply honored by the opportunity to be on your the talk show here, uh, quite a few things have been running ramp through my spirit throughout the day as I was anticipating being on the call at all time. I do apologize for that, all your listeners. Uh, God has been good to us, and, uh, and, and certainly we want to give him praise for all that he's done and all he's doing, all he's yet going to do. But, uh, Precious, one of the things that's been really laying on my heart, and it's been on my heart for many, many years, and I, I just believe that God, has finally, I didn't say finally, but he has given me a platform, and I believe I have, I have awakened uh, to the calling of God on my life uh, in a specific area, and that is to educate and empower the body of Christ uh, concerning things uh, and pertaining to the kingdom of God. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a message to look at it, and many great men and women of God, like the body of Christ, uh, unfortunately. The kingdom of God has not been established to where it should be because there are some things that are out of order as pertaining to our stewardship. Now, I'm not sure how much you know about me concerning uh, that aspect, but the Lord has truly blessed the works of my hands and He's truly enlightened me revelationally concerning some things concerning the body of Christ and, and, and finances and things, and, 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 to, pray, and to enlighten the body, to bring some education to the forefront you know the bible says we are destroyed for the lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and uh and we're, we're destroyed and, and what i try to help people understand is that destruction in a lot of, in a large sense is not just spiritually but it's also naturally anything that you don't have knowledge of in any area of your life you're going to be destroyed in that area so and sometimes the divide of Christ what we typically do we We'll take our scripture and we we'll just only apply it to the spiritual part of our life, which is wonderful it's all good, well and done. But we, we live in two different dimensions. We live in two different worlds. We, we, you know, we, we, we know that we are spirit beings and we're of another country, you know, from heaven, from God, and it pertains to the kingdom of God. But we also live in this natural world and we have to abide by the laws and the rules of this natural world as well. We're not exempt uh, from circumstances like tonight we have the situation We're not exempt from trials and tests. Uh, And so we have to uh, take the principle that God has given us in the Word of God and apply it in both areas of our lives. Amen?
2: Amen. And
1: so when I think about, you know, what Jesus prayed, he prayed the prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And I just want to just ride on that for a moment. You know, when you think about our life, as children of God. Scripture said that we ought to be kings and priests in the earth. Amen? And so when you think about that, I truly believe revelationally that it's the will of God, it's the desire of God for us, our lives to mimic what our spiritual lives look like. So if we're rich spiritually, I truly believe with all of my in every area of our lives from our relationships to our families to our health you know but our wealth is not excluded you know so I like to bring some light and I like to emphasize on the fact that uh, you know God knows that we live in this world of exchange as a matter of fact he's a God of reciprocation everything that he created he created around the laws of reciprocation including the entire earth as a matter of fact the Bible says that as long as the earth remains you know seed time and hobbies would not cease to exist and uh So we know that God designs things around that law, and we have to also understand that that same law applies to our life as naturally as well. So what we sow, we we, reap. But we also need to understand that there are biblical—I believe there are uh, biblical—business, economic principles that uh, the body of uh, Christ—we are failing, or we uh, are—we're not experiencing it to the degree that God would have us to experience it. That is because we want to be spiritual which we are, but we're not naturally uh, uh, making our lives applicable to the Spirit. meaning that I believe our lives should be twins. You know I love well I think it's in First Timothy chapter four uh, verse seven it talks about you know uh, bodily exercise profit us for a little, but godliness in all things profit us in all things and this life that now is, and in the life to come. In other words, I believe that we ought to have the best of both worlds. You understand? I believe that you know, as we are born again, we've given our life to the Lord, our eternal destiny, our eternal life has been set in place. That's a given, giving, right? And But he says that in this life that now is. So I believe that we already got heaven. Heaven is already our home as believers. But now we have to concentrate sometimes on this life that now is, because there is, a, there is a mandate on God from heaven for us to rule and reign in this earth. Amen? And mm-hmm. we ought to rule in a, in a capacity that we have a voice. And many of us don't realize that our voice is silenced when we don't have resources. Amen? And so when you think about, uh, I believe, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, it talks about that a poor man's wisdom is despised, is rejected. And, um, and we know that can go many, many ways as far as a particular text. But what i want to put emphasis on is the fact that in most cases, even in the natural realm, when you do not have a level of success, and I know success, it's, it's relegated, and it's, I mean, it's relative, and it's different for everybody. But when you don't have a success in this earth realm to the degree that you're able to uh, applaud the attention those that God want to hear his message, then they won't get the message heard, for an example. The scripture talks about in the last days that, you know, upon Jesus' return, he said the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God. Is that not right? And most of us think about the kingdoms of this world. We just think about, we're thinking spiritually, but we're not thinking about the sense that every domain in this earth, God intends for a heavenly king or a spiritual king, one of his sons and daughters, to rule in that that domain. When you think about the media, such as uh, uh, media like Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, regardless of whether she uh, served God or not, she's still considered a king. Why? Because she's ruling and reigning in that domain that she's, she's over. Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, these people are ruling the ranks as kings. Maybe not priests, but they are ruling and reign as kings in the earth. And that is a, uh, that's a position that God really has set aside for us but because we not, you know, we think that's not spiritual. We think it's we we, we don't see money as being spiritual. We don't see the necessity uh, uh, and the, the the need of having it. We don't see that as a spiritual thing. We think uh, that to pursue wealth is, is, is some, somewhat unspiritual. Well, the scripture says it's different. The Bible says about the fact in Deuteronomy eight. He says, "But thou shalt remember it. our only responsibility in the pursuit of wealth is that we we forget not the Lord thy God who gave it to us." that we keep him, keep him as the first and foremost uh, reason for why we pursue it. Because he said, for us not to forget that it is he that gave us the power to get it, and the purpose for it is to establish his kingdom in the earth. And so, you know, with, with all that being said, there's a lot of things that God has opened my eyes to. I mean, I, the Lord has blessed my hands. I mean, we've had, you know, construction companies, real estate investing, and certainly we've been involved in in, in a daycare business for over 20 years, uh, the ministry is blessed. God, God is, and I'm not saying none of those things to boast or brag because I have nothing to boast or brag in except the fact that the grace and mercy of God has been upon our life and the favor of God has been upon our life, and it's just the goodness of the Lord. Uh, but I do, I will say to you that it is my desire for all of us to come to a place where we 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 walk in the blessing of God that God intends for us to have, uh, and that goes far far beyond just. Uh, Securing our place in heaven, you know, it, it goes far beyond to securing our place in heaven. But it is the will of God for us to have heaven on the earth as He desires. Exactly. So, it's a matter of us just seeking the kingdom first.
3: Prouds
1: a lot of us, a lot of us don't realize that the Scripture tells us that uh, He would that we were prosperous above, a wish above all things, that we were prosper and be in health even as our souls prospered. And so, uh, you know, I think we're doing it a disservice. I think we're doing it a disservice because, you know, well, obviously, we've had some people who may have uh, what we call it tainted it or damaged the body of Christ or damaged the message by, you know, their lifestyle. But that does not change the fact that this is the will of God to have. So, one of the things I like to educate your views on is the fact that. Uh, uh, education, power. You know, even when it, the Lord dealt with me a few months ago, even about having a good name in earth, making sure the body of Christ understands the importance of having good credit. Not necessarily for us to get in debt, but for the purpose of our name. You understand? Know the scripture says a good name is far more precious than ruby. Amen? And so we have to really make sure that we understand that we have a responsibility to keep our name good. Back in the late 2012, my business went through a little situation due to the recession and what was going on in the earth, and a lot of things were happening, and I had to relinquish some things. And one of the first things the Holy Spirit told me when I went to relaunch my my new company, he he said, "Son, make sure you straighten out anything concerning your name." You understand? So I began to educate and empower people then on the importance of having great credit, Uh, because he says. Because your name means everything to you nerve if you don't have a good name, who's going to listen to you? who's going to hear what you? as a matter of fact, your name or your credit report is the world's report card of who you are. It speaks of your integrity, it speaks of your stewardship you know and more importantly, it speaks of who I am in you so um i I really just i mean it's, it's so much in my spirit, and even though i'm in i'm I'm mobile right now, I'm just walking in the middle, but there's just so many things in my spirit when I like to help people to understand so that, Maybe at a later date, you might want to have me back on. We do more of a uh, a conversation around the scriptures concerning some of these things that we're discussing. You know, one of the matters, you know, the scripture talks about the children of the world being wiser than the children of light. Why is it that it appears to me, and maybe, maybe you can chime in and, and share a little bit yourself, but why is it that it seems that if we're living holy, we're living right, we're living the word of God, why aren't we experiencing the blessings of God that God intends for us to have. Hello.
2: Yes. Amen. Y'all can respond. He's um he's open it up if you want to respond.
1: Okay, Just I didn't know we had some other some other uh, correspondents on the line. Okay, who who's on the line with us?
2: We have quite a few people online. We have from Ohio, we have Illinois, we have Virginia. Um Okay, awesome, awesome.
1: Great. Well listen That that, that's a question I want you all to consider, even if you don't have anything to say. I want you to just consider that, you know, because God wants us to be stewards, not just on, over our spirit, but he wants to be stewards, good stewards over our resources. And when you think about the fact that, let's say for an example, if you're a W-2 employee, a lot of people don't even realize, and I always tell people this, anything that you don't know, somebody who do know is going to use it against you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and Anything that okay. you don't know, right? who do know what you don't know is going to use it against you. And so for an example, I was teaching a group of people in our, our economic empowerment session at the church, I was saying with them that, you know, if you're a W two employee, okay, which means you have a job, you work for somebody, you are in a tax bracket that you're paying taxes anywhere between uh, twenty eight to thirty three percent, okay? But if you are a small business owner or an independent business owner you're a 10 out of 9 employee a business owner, you're in a tax bracket from 15 to 23%. But if you are an investor like a Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, you know, uh, these types of people, uh, these people are paying taxes 10% and below. You follow me? And, and mm-hmm. so the laws are really governed for people with money and not for people without money. Right. When you think about Warren Buffett, for an example. Warren Buffett is a billionaire, one of the wealthiest men in this country and in the world. Guess what? He pays less taxes than his secretary, who's a W 2 employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what I have people understand is a dollar saved is a dollar earned. So, you know, wouldn't you think, doesn't this scripture tell us that if we be faithful over a little, he will make us rule over much? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you really believe that, you know, I mean, as saved as we are, as much as God loves us, and, you know, as much as we're trying to do for the kingdom of God, the scripture also tells us that, you know, uh, uh, unless you be faithful and I can't make you rule over much. Do you think God is so irresponsible that he would transfer wealth into the hands of a believer who is not, not responsible enough to manage?
3: Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. See,
1: there's a reason why wealthy people are wealthy. First of all, they know what to do with the money. Right. You understand? The moment we get blessed, the moment we get money, you know, we, we don't know how to make money for the work for us. We need to get to a place that we literally walk this thing out to the point and to the degree that we don't have to work. We're just available for whatever God will have us to do, but we have money that works for us. The average believer, the average Christian, and I precious heart, I know I'm speaking a lot of I may be talking a little fast. I, I'm sorry if I am. Okay. Please slow me down if you need me to. But there is just so much in my spirit. I. I, I it's not enough time to even go into it all, but I will say this much. If the wealth of the wicked is going to be transferred to the hands of the just, the just need to understand we don't qualify just because we're saved. We qualify based on our stewardship.
3: Amen. You understand?
1: Know we qualify based on our. That's, that's why he said over there in Matthew chapter 25, when, he gave, when the master gave his servants the talents. Okay. The scripture said he gave them all talents according to what? They have several abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being saved does not qualify you. Now we have to develop abilities to manage more. You know If you have a, if you have a child, a, a young child, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you have resources and, uh, and you decide to buy your child, you, you would not give your car keys to an eight-year-old, would you? Mm-hmm. Because certainly certain eight-year-old is not mature you look at how. That, that, can, that, can, that can endanger his life. But so it is with our resources. God cannot turn over the wealth of this world to the hands of believers who are not going to put out it, who are not sensitive enough to obey him with it.
3: Wow. Yeah. So,
1: we, so, so when we think about wealth, when we think about, and I, and I mean, these are things I've been sitting the Lord about for years. This is not something that just came up overnight. You know, I mm-hmm. wrestled with it for years because I felt like, you know, I didn't want to be considered a prosperity preacher. Mm-hmm. And the Lord had to really do that. He did it for quite a few years ago. He had to deliver me from that, that mindset and that thought pattern. He says, because my people are being held up because you are created creator, what's somebody going to think about you for saying this message? When the reality is the average believer is struggling. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. average believer, and I have people understand that not because we want to make money out of God, we understand that God is God. That's why he tells us not to get where it all comes from. He's still God, but we we need to understand that our communication with God opens up when we don't have the stress and the strain of life pressing in on us. It don't mean that we will all be totally—all of us will be made. It doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean everybody's going to be, you know, uh, totally debt free. I'm not talking in that sense. But we all should be striving and pressing towards that place of responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability with their resources. You know, and I'm very transparent. I tell people my, I, I tell people of my mistakes just as much as I tell them of my successes.
3: Mm-hmm. And if the
1: truth be told, I mean, I can go back. I was like I was ministering Sunday and I was sharing with the people. I said, you know what? You know, I have missed the mark so many times that if God was to call me into account, okay, for everything that I have done without consulting him, I would be left with nothing. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not yeah. afraid to share that. You know yeah. what What does that mean? Because the Bible says in all of our ways, if we acknowledge him, he will do what? Direct right. our path. Yes. Amen?
2: Amen. Amen. And
1: so, so, so there are principles that are in the Bible, outlining, over 400 some scriptures that deal strictly and nothing with just money.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yet, but yet we have a fear of it because we think it's evil. No, money is not evil.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No more than guns are evil. You understand? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Exactly. I've never seen a gun just load itself and find somebody and shoot them.
3: Mm
1: -mm. And neither can you do corrupt things with money. So if the Holy Spirit is is the head of your life, and Christ is the head of your life, and God is the head of your life, amen?
3: amen, then certainly
1: he ought to be able to trust us with resources. He can't until we have proven ourselves. And most people don't realize that, you know, in this relationship that we have with God, it's a two-way street. It's a reciprocal relationship, which simply means anything that God demands of us, we also will demand of him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all, do y'all believe
3: that?
1: Amen. <laughs> he, a- you know, in in, in account, what he says, prove me, mm-hmm. I, he said, prove me. But then, but didn't Joseph say, after all, it, he's proven me? Yes. So God tells us to prove him, and Job makes the declaration that the Lord has proven him. So everything that we God requires of us, we also can require of him. Why? Because it's a reciprocal relationship. And all of his laws are hinged on that principle. Yes, Many years ago, the Lord, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, son, don't ever ask me for money. I said, Lord, why not? He said "She would provide our needs. He said, yeah. He said, but I've already given you the power to get it, so why would you ask me for I've already authorized and given you the authority and the power to get yourself. Amen. Mm. So I don't ask him for money. I ask him for direction. Mm -hmm. I ask him for opportunities. I ask him to show me where he would have me to go. But I don't necessarily ask him for money. He ought to know where to have me to before I ask. Mm -hmm. So I ask him for direction. And that literally has changed my life, both financially and in many, many ways and spiritually as well. And so I like to educate people. I have to show people that, you know, we don't supposed to work for money. Money's supposed to work for us. Amen. amen. So I'm open for any questions. Uh, and again, I do apologize for coming in and having to rush in to share as much as I've shared. But there's so much. Hey, and here's another thing I'm finishing up this book that the Holy Spirit has given me. And, and one of the, the, the subtitles of the book is uh, Bridging the Gap Between the Natural and the Supernatural. And what that simply means is there's is no miracles that God has ever done in the earth where he did not use a man to do so. so, while, so wow so while we are waiting, while we are praying and believing God for miracles, what we first thing we need to understand is that you know, yes it's proper and it's appropriate to have faith for miracles, but faith don't guarantee you miracles. Miracles are as the spirit wills. God performs will miracles as he will not because, you know, it, the requirement is still the same. We still got to have faith for it. But just because you have faith does not mean that you're going to get a miracle because the miracles are spirit will. You follow what I'm saying? And so, in essence, everything that we need God for in this earth, have you ever seen any money fall in the sky? mm nope. no. If God's going to bless one of his children, he always uses another individual to do so, doesn't he?
2: Yes, he does.
1: Okay, so what we need to learn to do is, as we believe God for supernatural things, such as that, we need to position ourselves to become sensitive to how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. The scripture says, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, and he's got into the heart of man the things that God has in store for us. But he said he does what? He will reveal them to us by what? By our spirit. Mm-hmm. So as we stay in tune through fellowship around the word, through prayer, and you know, meditation on the word and meditating on the word of God, which is his voice, then we'll become sensitive. The Holy Spirit can just wake you up. For example, several years ago, uh, I, I was doing the real estate boom in 2006, 2007. I was on the Internet just looking for some real estate property to invest in, and I kept, and the market was doing very well, I just kept running across this one particular property down in Petersburg. It was a duplex, and they was only asking $22,000 for the property. And it was, it, you know, and it was kind of bothering me because I'm saying, man, with all these investors out here, why nobody's not touching this property? So I watched the property on the Internet. I just watched every day for weeks and weeks and weeks, so probably about a month or so. And I said, why? Well, and then one day, Holy Spirit said, why are you looking? Go, he says, why do you keep watching on the Internet? Go look at it. Go see it. And mm-hmm. I, just, I, jumped, I jumped on my motorcycle, drove to Petersburg, went to Hinton Street straight to the property. As soon as I showed up, I put in front of the property. I could smell the property before I got off my bike. And some of the neighbors said, Man, you don't want that property. I Why? He said, Man, a whole lot of people looked at this property. And, uh, and the city has condemned the property because it's inhabitable. An old woman had the house. She lived in on one side of the duplex. And she had three rock wilds lived on the other side. And those dogs never came outside. Mm. So let your imagination tell you what it looked, what it looked like on the inside.
3: BC, right.
1: Where you weren't everywhere. I mean, it's just a mess. But as soon as I got off the bike, Walked around the property, looked at the foundation, the basic things of real estate, looked at the foundation of the structure, Holy Spirit said, I want you to buy. Mm-hmm. you talk about a property that seasoned investors with more money and more experience than I had was walking past and not touching. Holy Spirit mm-hmm. I want you to buy. Mm-hmm. I immediately got on the phone, made some phone calls, made the transaction happen. Long story short, I walked away with $165,000. Wow. wow. Where did that come from? It didn't come from. Uh, uh, it came from me being sensitive is to the it? voice of God. Mm-hmm. See, there are opportunities around us all the time. There's that. There's many, many ways. God, and uh, let me share this with you before I I'll let you guys go. This is this. Think about it because a lot of times you hear preachers and different. And I'm not here to argue or debate or to uh, to to create any new doctrine. But I just want y'all to just take some of the things I have to say into consideration. If See, if tithes and offerings were the only ways that God blessed us, and Mm -hmm. many believers have been paying tithes and giving offerings for years, but why are they still struggling?
3: That's right.
1: Why is it that we pay tithes, give offerings, but we still don't have overflow? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with that picture? It's certainly not the Word of God. Uh It's certainly not not on God's side. So there must be something that is wrong. And, and, And I'm talking about people who live and hold them. I'm not talking about. You know, you know, we're not talking about no, no, weak Christians. We're talking about people who are living holy, living right, right, but yet still struggling. Pay time, give offerings, still struggling. So what's missing? Drive. We've got to understand there has got to be a practical side to every spiritual revelation that we receive.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
1: You go to Second Kings, I believe, chapter four. The Bible says uh, the widow woman comes to Elijah.
3: And said,
1: master, my husband, your servant, which lets us know he's the man of God, my husband, your your servant has died and left me in debt. And then the bondsmen are coming to take my children. Hmm. Elijah did not reach into his pocket and pay her bill. Hmm. Did he? No. Nope. The first thing he asked her was, woman, hmm. what do you have in your house? Hmm. One translation says, what do you have in your house of sale by you? Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. And here's what the woman says now. She says, sir, I only have a little, a little cruise of oil. Okay. All I have is a little bit of oil. And here's mm-hmm. what he tells her to do. He says, what I want you to do, I want you to go to your neighbors, go to all of your neighbors, and borrow vessels. And he said, and don't borrow a few. Now, the amazing part about that story is this. First of all, her first, the first point I want to bring up was she did go to the man of God,
3: mm-hmm. which a lot
1: of our believers today are failing to do because people think they're so grown. They don't, they don't have no need to consult pastors and you know, consult those that God has blessed with the wisdom for their lives. Amen? Amen. So, so she went to the man of God. He gave her instructions. She went to, he said, now I want you to bark, Don't buy for you. You and your two sons, bar those vessels. Go to your house. Shut the door. In other words, separate yourself from any other influences because people are going to think you crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm just giving
1: you some revelation here. They're going to think you shut your door from any outside influences. And here's the miraculous thing. She only has a little bit of oil, so why does she need so many vessels? Mm-hmm. Well, when you obey God, the supernatural will take place. Well, Amen.
3: Amen. Okay.
1: All right, so we see the supernatural because of her obedience to the man of God. She goes into the house. She gets those vessels. And she began to pull, and the scripture says, as long as she had vessels, the oil never stopped running. Mm, mm, mm. Right? So that's the supernatural part of God. When we obey, you know, leadership, when we obey instructions from a man or woman of God, God is obligated to do something supernatural. Right? Mm. But here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Most people overlook this. She began to pull the oil, the oil kept running until she had no more vessels. And guess what? Because God is not a God of waste, when all those vessels were filled, the oil stopped running. Right? Amen. Mm -hmm. But the problem is she's still broke. Mm. She goes back to the man of God, and the man of God, and she says, sir, I've done all you told me to do. He says, now, go sell the vessel. Go sell the vessels, Pay your indebters, and you and your sons live off the rest.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there was
1: nothing supernatural about that That was a natural responsibility that she had to take Mm -hmm. you understand so I don't let people come to my office today I don't let one of my members or anybody come to my office and tell Mm -hmm. me their problem and I Mm -hmm. immediately give them an answer what I do, I give them a responsibility
0: Mm. and I
1: believe every miracle of God is going to be attached to a responsibility
0: amen,
2: for real amen amen and Amen. So I tell them, and, and, and if a
1: person asks me to borrow money, if they're if they not willing to expose to me, and here's the amazing part because here's what believers do. Believers will come to you and tell you all their sovereign stories about, you know, they are in debt or, or their warning about to turn off, the life's about to turn off, they're about to get evicted and things like that. And the moment you ask them how much money they make or tell them to bring you a pay stuff and bring all their bills, <laughs> they, think you, they think you infringed upon their privacy. Mm-hmm. but yet they will go right to the bank to, to borrow money from the bank and the bank makes you fill an application and put down, hey, do you get child support? Are you in the yep. military? Do you get spousal support? Do you have a part-time job? And we'll fill out all that information to give to the world, but we won't take that same information and give to a man woman of God who can give us instructions for our life.
2: Mhm. And a lot of that it's, you know, a lot of that pastor comes from, uh, and hiding when they pay it ties in the offering, they they are hiding. Sometimes they live above their means.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: And, and uh, when you're living above your means, it causes you to get into the um the rut of not having enough money to do the things that the, the things that you need. I've been there, done that. I would, I, I would. I
1: have two I have to.
2: I, I I would take, no, i supposed to pay the mortgage and mm-hmm. go out there and spend the money up on something else just to have money in my pocket.
1: hmm
2: So, mm-hmm. you know, and this is in the church, you know. Absolutely. So a lot I mean, of you know,
1: But see, here's the deal. Here's what I'm trying to get people to be honest with. Hold on. This could be kind of touchy. It's all right. The deal is this. We love God.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? Yes. But we don't trust God hmm mm-hmm. Because to trust God is going to cost you. hmm Because there's no way that, that see, there, that's why he says prove him. See, the one way you can learn to trust God is for you to put yourself in a situation mm-hmm. where you have another choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and for the most part, as long as we are in control, we won't ever trust God. Right. 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 So that's why when it comes down, so think about this aspect. Why would a saint, a believer who said they love God, rob God to pay their mortgage or to pay a card note or to pay a cell phone bill? Why would we do that? You know why? Because, again, going back to my, my previous testimony, even in my own personal life, because a lot of things that we have, we didn't even ask God what it was like for us to get it. Mm-hmm. Because why would God bless you with something that's going to make you rob him. And there's nothing wrong with a nice house. I, got, I live in a beautiful home. And I live with a nice car. i got a beautiful car. But if those things are going to cause me to rob God, then that's, it wasn't for will of God. Or it wasn't the timing of God for me to have those things at that time.
2: Uh-huh. And, and and when you said that, Pastor, I thought about, you know, when you think about his divine will and his permissive will. Absolutely. And when you when you're doing things, and he 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 loves us, uh-huh. you know. He he. When we ask for things, you know, we we know that we shouldn't get it, but we. We we gonna do it, so we override, and then we're in His permissive will. And when we override the Holy Spirit and His permissive will, then there's gonna be complications. There's gonna there's gonna be difficulties in that. If you want that Mercedes or or that Jaguar or whatever, and you know that you truthfully you can't handle that, but then you, you and the Holy Spirit lets you know, you know you have to have everything in order. But then we you go, go want ahead and just anyway.
1: More than we want to please God. Yeah. We, we we want we want to hear people say. How blessed we are!
3: Yeah.
1: How good we look, or how, you know, how much we have. We want to, feel, we want to please man, you know, mm-hmm.
3: because
1: and because it when it, when it comes down to stewardship, I believe that most people are not successful because most people refuse to have accountability. That's right. And I and i the first to tell. Like again, I can use my own life as a testimony. This is where I learned some of my experiences. So I, I really believe with all my heart. You know, you know. I was raised a certain way. My father was a great businessman. And he taught me responsibility and accountability. And so, if, even as I grew up, became married, and had children of my own, I would never make any major decision, from purchasing a home or purchasing a car, without consulting my father. Never. Mm-hmm. would I do that. But mm-hmm. in 2006, the Lord blessed me. I mean, I just got—I just made so much money in 2006. I, I really beyond myself. I just—I was just—I got the big head. And <laughs> I. Because a few years prior to that, uh, before I purchased my the home I have now, a few years prior to that, I went to I went to purchase it. I came home from the service. I went to go purchase a new Mercedes. And, and, uh, and I told the guy I was qualified for the car, and I test drove and I, I said, I'm going car to carry the show it to my wife. then I'm going to show the car to my dad, and I'm going to come back and fill these papers. So I, well, I went and showed it to my wife. You know, just said, you women are. Y'all know how y'all want y'all to want ride good. So she said, oh, baby, we look nice. I yeah, yeah, I approve it. Let's go get it. <laughs> and I said, baby, okay, I, I appreciate you approving, but I got to go show the dad in there. And so I pulled in front of my dad's house, and dad comes out looking at these test drives, said, man, that's a fine automobile. I would love to see you have it. However, I would prefer to see you guys in your home first. And so here I am, 48-year-old man, grown, <laughs> children of my own, riding down the street, crying like a baby, going mm-hmm. to tell the man at the dealership, my dad is I can't get it. <laughs> you understand but guess what guys ladies I did not get it why because I knew my dad to be a man of wisdom you right he's a man of God so I didn't get it now six months later I purchased a home okay now a couple of months later I purchased a home and then guess what I was able to get the car but if okay. I had
2: got that car before I got the home
1: my debt to income ratio would have been out of, out of whack
2: right
1: but I didn't see that I didn't know that all I wanted was that car Right, but Daddy, being a wise businessman, he saw that things need to be done in order. Right. Said, you understand what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. so out of that, out of, out of that knowledge of that, so when I did make a whole like 2006, I must have did a little over three hundred some thousand dollars. I don't say that to impress you, ladies, but I'm just sharing with you that I did very well that year.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, but I and, I and I and I went and bought my wife a brand new truck on a private evening to surprise her for her birthday. I bought her a brand new truck and I got jealous of her the very next day I went to the next door to the dealership to the Mercedes dealership and bought me a brand new drop top Mercedes. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't consult my father on either one of those vehicles.
3: Mm. Never knew
1: I had those vehicles. Fast forward a few years, two thousand and eight when the recession hit because I did things out of order and I broke my own sacred principle that is to uh consult wisdom. Right. Guess what? I had to give up mm-hmm. both of those vehicles. I Had to give up my trucks. I had to give up my cars. I had to shut down my business. I had to lay off people. I had to. You know, follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a very that was a very humbling thing. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit revealed to me. He said the reason that it happened was that if you had consulted your daddy, first of all, he would have, he would have told you. could I dropped about thirty thousand dollars in one month buying those vehicles. Oh. I mean, one weekend. Wow. But Fifteen thousand dollars on one. 15000 on dollars another one. And, and so I know when I was talking, if I went to daddy, he would have said no. Right. And, and that's why we don't go to God. Right. There's some things that we already know that God's going to say. So we're afraid. So what we do, we go get what we want, and then we tell God to bless what we got. Uh-huh.
2: Y'all ain't saying amen enough uh, to me. That's what, are you right. Are you right. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's um. Yeah. When... And I know it's tight, but it's right, y'all better speak up this his principle and what he's saying I mean this is so true because this is what's happening, and then you wonder why things are not working the way that god wants want them to work, even in our churches even with with um with leaders you know you have to you have to go go by God's principle because you're not only are you leading his church you're you're over people that he has blessed you with, so you have to be mindful of the things that God has given us that we don't take things for granted and just use our positions or use our jobs and like that to, to, um, to.
1: Let me share something with you real quick. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bible says the children of the world are wiser than the children of life.
3: Mm.
1: For, for a long time I wrestled with that because I felt like that was unfair. Until mm-hmm. Holy Spirit until the Lord revealed to me why.
3: Mm.
1: Here's what we need to understand: the Word of God is the Word of God. You understand? And the Word of God works for whoever works the Word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now most people will argue that you know it's, it's for the believer. It is for the believer, but it will work for anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You understand? There, if you, if you, see, here's another thing we fail to realize. See, we think that we need to just follow Christian people for success, and when 90% of the Christian people are not successful.
3: That's mm-hmm. right. Amen. You
1: understand? But if you go, if you read biographies of successful people, i read Oprah Winfrey's biography. I've read Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, you understand? Robert mm-hmm. Branson, Richard Branson. You know, i read these guys, you know, they're biographies because, and I've discovered None of them lift up the name of Jesus, but there's a common thread they run through all of their lives. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that and, and guess what that thread is? They're titers. Biblical principles. Tithers. It's the word. Not hey. just titans, but they are investors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Biblical um. principles are associated with their life. They are timely people. Right. You understand? You know, they're no nonsense people. Right. That's the truth. But for the most part, you will discover that all of them use biblical principles even though they don't live in the name of Jesus. That's mm-hmm.
3: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I teach the
1: church this. I, say, I tell my people, I say, listen here. The name of Jesus will always bring you peace, mm-hmm. but the principles of Jesus will always bring you prosperity. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what they got what they got, are the principles of Jesus, which and was to prosperity, okay. Well, they don't have the peace of Jesus, and that's why they still live miserably with the, with the money they have,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Right. They
1: have they have no peace. Right.
3: Wow, that's
1: good. See, the Bible says He makes us rich and adds no sorrow. We're supposed to be wealthy with peace. Yeah,
3: right.
1: We don't we're we supposed to be wealthy and still drugging and drinking and hole hopping and all that kind of stuff because we ain't
0: happy. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so,
1: so so when we, if you go to any business at all, he might not be on the coffee table, but if you open up one of them drawers on that desk, you will find a Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying to me? Yes. just mm-hmm. yeah, a, yeah. a, a Bible somewhere near them, and they read Proverbs like we should be reading it. Mm-hmm. And they apply mm-hmm. those principles of Proverbs to their lives and to their businesses, and that's why they're successful.
2: Not to mention,
1: I heard somebody mention they are titles, They give. That's why corporations give away large sums of money every Mm -hmm. year because they understand the principle. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the principle Mm of
3: giving. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, I hope I have been. I hope I've mm -hmm. stirred you up in some shape or form to at least consider some of the things I say. I have said and shared because I don't think I know anything. All that I've shared, the Lord has given to me. And the Holy Spirit is now just beginning to—I ain't gonna say just because He's been doing a lot. I've been a slow one, but mm-hmm. He's now releasing. He's now opening up doors and giving me the platforms that I need to make sure this message gets out. Prosperity Amen. in its purest form.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. And and Amen. um, did you say you had a book that you were writing or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Bridging the Gap Between the Nationality. It'll be out
2: probably hopefully before the summer is over. Before the summer is over, and also um. We you you were saying too? You maybe you can come back and and teach some series or something on um, the principles of what you know God has showed you to um, to give to the audience as well. Uh, Absolutely. Well, anytime i, I I'm glad to do that. Uh, one of the things I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to open up
1: a school, a nonprofit. It's going to be it's going to be a junior or it's going to be a, a, a alternative school to. To business, It's going to be an entrepreneur school where I want to just teach believers. It's, it's school going to be open for anybody, but primarily I'm, I'm targeting believers, helping us to understand uh, in a sense that I believe it's the will of God for us to be business owners.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I, I
1: really do believe a lot of the wealth transfers will be transferred to the marketplace. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe we have a window of opportunity where we need to seize uh, some some opportunities to get involved with business in the sense of so we can hone in, our, hone out, our, 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 not only our leadership skills but our, our management skills.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. want to teach
1: people. I mean, you know, you know, money is one thing, but wealthy people are wealthy because they don't just make money; they know how to, uh, they know how to keep the money they make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Amen. I mean, they, 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 you know, Donald Trump. And y'all probably heard that man. that five banks up to three, four times, right?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. But
1: guess what? He has never banged up his own money. it's always been the investor's money. That's right. That's he don't use right. the money. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so don't get twisted. He ain't never been broke. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> right. I know Right. So, so, but, so we need to be taught. And then I'm going to share. Let me close on this note, too. Think about us as African-Americans. I'm not sure if we have any other persuasions on the line, but as African-Americans, okay, Bishop T.D. Jakes made a comment at one of his conferences not long ago and uh, one of the statements he made was this. "As African Americans, we are the poorest of all nationalities yeah. in this country mm-hmm. but we spend the most money. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y'all hear that, did you? Yeah. We yeah. are the poorest but mm-hmm. we spend the most money. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and largely because we are consumers and not investors. Yeah,
3: right. yeah and then right. we don't
1: even have enough wisdom to invest in that which we do consume. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! And that's okay? wow. Now watch this. One of the things I want to bring to the forefront is if, if preachers would stop fighting me close to 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 badger anybody.
2: Mm-hmm. But first of
1: all, I don't want nobody's people. Amen. I don't want I don't want nobody's church. I don't want nobody's people. I have enough on my hand dealing with the folk God gave me. Amen. <laughs> and, Amen. And, and so, Amen. And, and my attitude and my disposition is if I can't help you, I'm certainly not going to hurt you. Amen. Amen.
3: Right,
1: now, one of the biggest problems we have in our culture is that, due to not only the ignorance but due to the spirit of competition that's been yeah. to the fabric of our being we were rather compete instead of completing one. Mm. Yeah, that's true.
3: That's it.
1: Yeah. And so, so when you read Genesis chapter 11, the scripture talks a lot over here about the truth of the and how they were, they say, let us build a sitting in tower for step. that and, uh And the Bible said, the people begin to take brick and mortar and slime and they begin to build. And God appears and says to himself, Mm -hmm. and to the Holy Spirit and to Christ. If we don't go down and confine their language, in other words, get them confused to the point where they don't understand each other, there is nothing that these people put their minds to do that they would not be able to accomplish because
3: Mm -hmm. the people
1: are one. One. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And we as a church, we as a body of Christ, especially and particularly in the kingdom, uh, in the African-American community, we are too competitive.
3: Yes. We don't
1: understand the power of leveraging. We don't understand the power of working together. We, don't, you know, we would rather compete against one another to say who got the biggest church, who got the most members, who got the best thing, inquiring, who can preach the best. But coming together and understanding that, you know, that it ain't for one God. Yes. There ain't for one kingdom. But yet we got fifty churches
2: on one corner. Yeah, nobody
3: can
2: come together and to get nothing done. Amen. Amen. Man, yes. I I tell you that was that's so true, and that's that's my my that's what I've been sensing, and I've been talking about. We we talk about it a lot over on on this on the movement. Real talk about how we got to come together in the body of Christ. It's not about who, what, what we, you know, what church, how big people we have, and it's not about. You can't be intimidated. You got to come here for the, to get God's business taken care of. But we got to get ourselves out the way, Absolutely. and and that's a big and that's a big task.
1: Let me tell you okay. something. Let me give you this last test one. I don't know if it's not will say that five. You know, you got about fifteen clothes, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all right, you free, you
1: free. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. Even uh you remember the Jehovah Witness when they purchased the old Nissan Place on and Turnpike? Yes. And for a couple of years,
3: you saw nothing
1: but campers parked in the parking lot. Uh huh. And they built and they remodeled that place and rebuilt that place. Four point seven million dollars totally debt free. They owe nobody nothing. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Not one king not one kingdom hall has a mortgage on it. Not one. Uh-huh. Not one kingdom hall has a mortgage on it. Not one. Uh-huh. When they build them, they build them debt free. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You understand? Yeah. yeah. And and the reason they do that is because they have something that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Unity. And it may not necessarily be the revelation knowledge of the truth, but they got unity. Yes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They
1: understand working together. Yes. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. They
1: understand witnessing together.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They understand pulling their resources. Mm-hmm. You had campus shells for people as far as Seattle, Washington, California, Texas, all over the country took their personal vacation time. If they were a plumber, they came and they spent two or three weeks on that premises doing plumbing work. If they were gardeners, they came to stay whatever vacation time they had, they sold into to that place to where they can have a place to come and do their conventions and do their different things. And I and, the and magnitude of it is it's just awesome. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Yes, fought, it is. Yes. Yeah. But we mm. can't come together Collectively, say, so, you know what? Okay, St. James, we're going to start at your church. All five of us, all five of these churches on this street, we come in to pay your mortgage, y'all. We're going to, together to get your mortgage paid. Then when we finish yours, you and your people are going to come in. Then we're going over to St. Mark. We're going to pay our St. Mark's mortgage. You know? And we we finish over there, then we're going to go over here to whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. We're going to get out. No. We're going to pay our mortgage, y'all. And then we're going to tell everybody how blessed we are because we get debt free. But you over yeah. there public.
2: And, exactly, and they ain't helping <laughs> nobody to get nowhere. But that's something. That? Yeah, and and that's much prayer that we gotta have, though, Pastor. And you know, we pray so, do
1: more than pray, baby. We got yeah, to more than pray. More than pray. We pray first, but when we finish praying, we gotta get to do something.
2: That's yeah. right. Yeah, right. I tell you, we got work. Is on here tonight too, um, Pastor Croward. Yeah. <laughs> We got record numbers on here tonight. We um, they're calling from all over tonight, and um, praise the Lord. But I want them to just um, just before you go, if they if they have any type of encouraging words or anything that they want to add to what you're talked about, because it's been kind of me and you going back and forth. But um, we just want to open that time up and for you and just keep in mind, we do have quite a few people online. So just keep in mind that, um, you know, mine for the next person. Um, amen. amen. Uh, hey,
0: I, hello. I have a question. Is uh-huh. that okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I heard you talking about a uh, credit score. Uh, uh-huh. even me being a previous business owner. And once the recession hit and my clientele dropped.
1: Absolutely. uh,
0: yeah, so it will I was devastated to lose my business.
1: I was
3: too. Uh,
0: yeah, but now trying to recover seems twice as hard now. So how do I um it's in my heart to have my well, own me, business again. Now how do I get what started I with Uh-huh.
1: Let me tell you what I did. First of all, uh as a result of the recession, I lost six houses. Wow. So I had six foreclosures on my credit report
3: mm-hmm. i had
1: two i had two repossessions on my credit card. i had attorneys mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: i had uh judgments collections on my credit uh, my you know so i had great credit before all that happened right so I tell feel okay. all the time bad things happen to good people, so don't think because you're a believer that we exist from each state you know what i'm saying but the 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 difference between uh when bad things happen to good people is wisdom, okay. The scripture says, The wise man sees calamity coming, he prepares for it. a fool sees That's the same right. thing, and he does nothing, he's destroyed. And mm-hmm. so, so, you know, when I, when I got all that stuff in my credit report, my scores went as low as 490,
3: mm-hmm. low 500.
1: And so, Holy Spirit gave me uh, permission to relaunch my business back in January 2014. And, uh, and I ran across an old schoolmate, and he was telling me, because he has been after me for a while uh, with this mm-hmm. Networking company that does credit repair. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need it, so I didn't didn't follow up with it. But at the moment, I decided to start to fix the law. I spoke to me and said, son, your credit score is the worst report card of who you are and more importantly, mm-hmm. who I am in you. And I began to uh, work on that. And so I contacted the company, and let me tell you what happened. I got with this company in March of 2014. I had mm-hmm. 18 derogatory things on my credit report, 18.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Within 60 days. 60 to 90 days, 13 of those 18 things were totally removed. My scores jumped 116 points. Oh, you know, I, be, I wow. became so convinced and persuaded by the company that I became an independent representative for the company. Went to their school, oh, yeah. got my certificate, yeah. and I became an uh, agent for United Credit Restoration Company. Mm. Okay? And since uh-huh. then, I have gotten help. Numerous of people get cars, houses, get qualified for different things uh, by putting them through our program.
0: Okay, so, so you you so, still have the program,
1: Pastor? Oh yes, I, I'm I'm still in the business. but saying, yeah, right. and that's the reason I talk. I started off talking to you guys, ladies about or ladies and gentlemen, in and middle on the call. I started talking about educate, empowering people. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what we need to understand about credit. Most people don't realize. First of all, the three <laughs> major credit bureaus are Experian, TransUnion, <laughs> and Equifax. And Equifax. Yes. Okay. Now, they say credit bureaus. So when people hear the word bureau, they immediately think that it is a a government entity. Well, Equifax, TransUnion, Experience, these are privately owned, billion-dollar companies. Okay? They're privately owned, billion-dollar companies, and they do not make their money by reporting accurate things to the credit, to your credit report Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They make their money by selling your information to to car dealerships, mortgage companies, and different lending institutions and major corporations around the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how they make their money. And so, so really, about on everybody's credit report, eighty to ninety percent of most people got something derogatory, absolute, uh, erroneous, you know, right. on their credit report. Right. And the Federal Trade, the Federal uh, Trade Commission, uh, Federal Trade Commission. And the Fair Credit Reporting Act says that any citizen of the U.S. have the right to dispute Mm -hmm. anything on their report.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You have a right to dispute it, okay? And it doesn't necessarily mean it ain't your stuff, but you still have a right to dispute it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the way it works is that when you dispute something, okay,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: when you dispute it, the credit agencies have 30 days to respond to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. They don't respond within 30 days by law. They have to take it off. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so, so I need
1: you to go. So what happens oh, is, So what happens is most people try to, and then this is left, everything I'm sharing with you, you really can do for yourself. However, mm-hmm. it boils down to language. It's right. the type of language that you use in your letters, and that's what most people have not been trained to do. That's why I always encourage people to use lawyers, use companies or lawyers who have the right, first of all, who keep up with the law. Because the law changes every year throughout first, the first is General Assembly coming out with new laws dealing with the Fair Credit Report Act. So they change all the time. So what worked a few years ago when not worked this year? You, to say, but so you need somebody who's doing this as a profession to do it for you because they are up on the law. Now, watch this. Your credit score is made up of about five different factors. One, 35% of your credit score comes from your credit history. If you're old school like me, uh, the way I was raised, we was told we want to get out of debt. You know, pay off those bills and close those accounts, right? Right. Cut up the mm-hmm. cards. Well, that that hurts you
3: mm-hmm. because when you cut
1: up a card or you close any kind of account that you had, you just now erase 35 percent of your credit score.
0: Right. right.
1: Another 15 percent of your credit score comes from your debt to income ratio. Another 10 percent comes from your diversity of credit. In other words, they want to see you with a credit card. They want to see you with a card note. They want to see you with a mortgage or rent. And they want people to revolve an account. Most people think paying cash is better. But let me tell you something times have changed. Everything is going back to credit now simply because of this. Matter of fact, you can't even get a rental card now without a credit card. Mm You can't get a hotel without a credit card. And so so it's credit cards. Just like I told you about the guns and money, credit cards are not bad. It's the misuse of credit cards that make it bad. Right. Credit cards can be very convenient. It can become very convenient uh, for record keeping. It can become very convenient for traveling without having a whole lot of cash on you. But the key is knowing how to pay your bills ahead of time instead of just on time. Right. Okay? I, and so people don't realize that. Uh, so your debt to income ratio, for an example, I had a young lady come in my office not long ago and she said, Pastor, she said, I pay my bills on time, but I don't understand what my score is. I said, okay, let me pull you a report and let me look at it. I said, first of all, do you have a credit card? She said yes. I say, uh, what's the limit? She says a thousand dollars. I say, well, what's your balance? She said, well, I owe about eight hundred, but I pay my bill on time every month. I said, but you, what you fail to realize the credit yeah. is, you don't want to see. They don't. They're not just concerned about you paying your bills on time. They are more concerned about how responsible you are with credit, because they consider you a credit risk when you use thirty percent more, thirty percent of your credit allowance for example. You got a credit card for a thousand dollars. You shouldn't use them more than three hundred dollars with that credit card. And if you do use up more than $300, make sure you pay it down below 30% before the bill is due. Because that's where your score down. So she was trying to get her doctor's degree, and she needed to come, you know, pay for some books, and she needed to borrow some, you know, uh, go to the credit union to borrow some, uh, some money, and they, they denied her. So people the credit union sent her to me, because I know the people at the credit union. I deal with them a lot. And they said, listen, Tower can help you. So she can't came have to baby, I'm not even going to put you through the program, because all you got to do is go home and pay that bill down the post, Pay down below $300 in the next month so your credit goes back up. And she did what I told her to did, and her credit went right up. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, having a credit card is, in, is paramount. You need to have one, even if you don't want to use it. You need to have one. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. You need a car note. You need a, I mean, you know, I'm not telling you, you get in debt. You understand? Let me close. I'm not telling you to get in debt. But these are the factors that drive your credit scores up. You follow yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And so that's what I like to educate people on. And people don't realize credit bureaus get sued every year. If you go, if you go Google woman who, who sued Equifax in 2013, July of 2000, she sued Equifax. Guess what happened? She, she, she disputed something with Equifax. They refused to remove it off the credit report. She went back and forth with them for two years. They refused to remove it.
3: Now mm-hmm. they
1: got them in court. Guess what? The court awarded her $8,000 for the lawsuit. But they wow. Watch this. They gave her wow. oh, wow. eighteen point six that, million dollars in punitive damages. Wow! Eighteen point—that's legal. That's that's a legal uh, case. You can look it up on Google. Just Google one, who sued Equifax. So what am I saying? These companies can be sued, but they bank it on you being ignorant enough not to pursue them. That's right. Just like your insurance company. See, that's a lot of information, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what I want to do. Uh, is that maybe I want to set up a time? I'm probably going to put on a workshop or a conference, in a, you know, when it's springtime. i want uh-huh. to go a break a little bit and um, maybe get your listeners, it's kind of where most of your listeners are from, and we are finding a neutral place. Because here's what people need to understand. You have more power as, a, as, a, as an individual than most of you realize. We don't understand how banks work. We don't understand how credit unions work. We don't understand how money works, okay? For example, I was talking to a bitch a friend of mine a few years ago. He said, coward, you talked talking this about 15 years ago. He said, look, man. Because if you can ever get your church to be on one accord
0: mm-hmm. follow
1: your vision, you have more power in your city than you can shake a stick at. Wow. So he took he was trying his church was about five hundred membership in his church. And here's what he did. The power of leveraging the efforts, energy and resources of other people are more powerful than we don't we don't realize. That's why I love networking businesses because networking businesses teaches this principle. And this is why the industry of networking is the uh, is the largest interest in the world to produce more millionaires because of this principle, okay? And it's a biblical principle, right? Watch this. Yeah. He says, I went to the bank. First of all, I routed my, my, my congregants around my vision, and I went to the bank, and I told this one particular bank, they wanted to purchase about 128 acres of land out in Greensboro, North Carolina. the I went to that bank, and I told them I got 500 members who want to change their bank membership from the other bank to your bank if you give us this loan.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: When he went to the bank, he didn't go in by himself. He went to the bank with all of his members. They had to to do business in the parking lot because he couldn't all get inside the bank.
3: (laughs) He showed up in (laughs) record numbers.
1: Everybody (laughs) agreed that they were going to... The reason I'm sharing this with you, ladies and gentlemen, because I want you to understand something about money. Banks and insurance companies are the largest entities in the world for one reason. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because they leverage our money. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, You don't need a bank. The bank needs you. Right. You. See, all of the money that we put in banks is in our account on paper. It's in their account physically. hmm And they invest and make thousands and 100% returns on our money daily, and they give us fractions of percent annually.
3: Right. Exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. Boston. Mm-hmm. And And so... uh, I've been with Church Mutual Insurance Company a little over 22 years now. Our ministry is 22 years old. I've been with them that long, and for both of my locations, and and so I have paid close to a million dollars in premiums over the last 22 years. Listen closely, Mm -hmm. over a million dollars in premiums. Okay, Mm -hmm. all the insurance needs that we had for our our builders. Now, I've only had two claims in 22 years. One was because snow damage of one of my buildings on Hall Street. Uh, we had some roof damage, some, and, and so that was like 18, maybe about 18,000, and another one was like uh, uh, 23,000 for some other damage, right? In 22 years, two claims, as soon as that second claim was put in, they dropped me like a hot potato. Mm. You, you're talking about what I just said? Mm. Yeah. They dropped me like a hot potato. Wow. and when they, when they counsel my premium, the first thing I did was call my mentor, who's a multi-million of Harrisonburg, Pennsylvania, Dr. Marion Golding, good friend of mine, and Marin, I said, Marion, I said, look, man, I said, look, I, you know, my insurance company just dropped me and, uh, and I I need somewhere I can invest some money. He said, Clever, let me teach you something about insurance. Let me teach you the difference of how wealthy people think and how poor people think. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that the law states that, um, that we're supposed to have insurance, Right. But right. mm-hmm. wealth, wealthy people don't purchase the type of insurance we purchase.
0: But they purchase?
1: They purchase insurance just to say they cover. What? They get just enough to cover themselves. They don't purchase insurance for the kind of coverage that we get. They just get insurance just to say they have insurance. But they don't spend the kind of money we spend for coverage. And here's the reason why. Insurance companies are in business to make money, right? Right. And they bet the dozen. On us not making claims. And that's why when you make too many claims, they, they get rid of you because you're, you're costing them money. Right. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So watch mm-hmm. this. So he says, what is, so what he says, wealthy people do, that money that they would, what a poor people spend on premium, wealthy people find vehicles where they can invest that money and get returns. So he, I said, I Marilyn, explain yourself. He said, look, Doc, if I can show you a vehicle, where you can get 20% return on your money, then
3: mm-hmm. you can pay
1: your own, you can pay, watch this, you can pay your own credit.
3: Really? Said, what do you mean?
1: He said, okay, watch this. Mm-hmm. Let's do the math. You mm-hmm. spent a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They dropped you. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have no money. You don't have a million dollars. Why? Right. You paid it in the premium, and now you don't have no coverage, and they got your money, they gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. right. But what if your money was in an entity where mm-hmm. you were getting paid at least twelve to eighteen percent on your money every year. He says you could have took those claims out of your out of your pocket because so the, so just add up eighteen thousand and twenty three thousand, came to about right about forty thousand, right?
3: Mm.
1: They subtract forty thousand from a million, that leaves you with 000, nine, nine, yeah. nine hundred six hundred thousand nine 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 hundred sixty thousand dollars, something like that, right? Okay. He
3: mm-hmm. says you could
1: have wrote it out of your pocket, and you still have nine hundred thousand dollars left. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your money is bringing you a return.
0: Right. Does that make any sense, guys? Yes. So yes. I go get a car where the insurance premium is less? No, 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 no.
1: What I'm saying to you is we've got to show you and teach you how to invest money in vehicles that's going to pay you a return. See, here's what, see, we, we get insurance, even life insurance. We get life insurance, you know, in case we die. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's how we think. We get life, in case we die. Right.
3: Mm.
1: Wealthy people get life insurance to live. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. Wow. Listen to me! Listen to me! Listen to me! Listen to me! Wow. They, buy the type, they buy the types of insurance <laughs> where they buy their vehicles through their insurance policies. They buy houses through insurance policies. Right. It's all different types of policies, insurance policies that exist that the average person don't know nothing about.
2: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: America. You're going to have to do a class. You're going to have
1: to, you going to have to <laughs> do a <lesson>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the problem. The problem, watch this now, the problem with the believer is that we are being so spiritual and we're trying to be so deep and being exclusive from the world to the point to where we don't have no dealings with the world.
0: Right.
1: Right. I, I, got, I got three mentors. they all multi on me and all of them say. Right. <laughs> you
0: understand? Yeah. So, and, yeah. I, and I
1: go around, I don't have to drink, I don't have to do the things they do, but I right, do right. want to know what they, I, I do do, know, what they know. Right. right. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. You call, Jesus. Oh, knowledge is
0: hallelujah. Hallelujah. You Thank you, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you,
3: Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And this oh. is what we understand. Because here's what, here's what the scripture says. Let me give you that principle. The Bible says, the children are well rival, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the very next verse it says, but make friends with unrighteous men. Make mm-hmm. friends. In other words, find out what it is that they're doing to get yeah. the results that they're getting. Because, mm-hmm. see, we speaking in tongues, we shouting down, we running around the mm-hmm. church, we rolling and spitting and doing all that kind of stuff, before, we, <laughs> we still pro. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. And, I, and, and Amen. you know, and I, I'm, I'm so
1: passionate about what I'm saying,
0: and I know some mm-hmm. of these
1: sound comical and funny, but I just want you to think about it.
0: Right. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Princess Princess, uh, no, it wasn't princess. Jackie O'Naffrey the Kennedy, before she died, she was interviewed by a, a, a particular reporter, okay? Mm-hmm. And here's what a reporter put in his report. He said he interviewed Jackie, and he asked Jackie, because she was on her deathbed, you know, she died of cancer or something like that. She was very, very ill before she died. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed her. He says, Jackie, I just got this one question I want to ask you. And she said, X. He says, if you lost all of your mm-hmm. millions, if you lost all your money, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You know what she said to him? Mm-hmm. If I couldn't afford nothing but a glass of water. I would go to the wealthiest mm-hmm. restaurant in the world and order that glass of water and sit there and mm-hmm. listen to the conversations of those around me, and I would be a millionaire within months.
0: Whoa! <laughs> now that's powerful. Wow!
1: You know, you, you, you know why? Because wealthy people are not intimidated. First of all, they stay in an environment where they are very comfortable to talk about wealth. Right, right. right. I don't know how many pastors we got on this line, but you, are, you check the environment the next time you take up an offering in your church. And mm-hmm. you may have had a high praise, a great worship, a wonderful word, but you going to raise an offering, the whole spirit of the house changed. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the average person in the house sees money leaving them, and they don't see sown into the kingdom of an investment.
0: Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They really I don't
1: you and so yeah. so when so when you have wrong relationship with money see money will flee from you.
3: Uh, but pastor give
0: this ah. happened to me today this happened to me today Yvette this is uh pastor I was uh, setting up the crusade for Africa in Nigeria and I mm-hmm. told the pastors I said Tell your pastor, I told the apostle, I said, tell your pastors. they need to sow at least $10 into the crusade. You know what he told me? He said, oh, well, I'm not going to ask my pastor to give any money. I said, why not? It's a seed. They need to take a seed and sow it into the ground to help them come out of poverty and lack. And he told me, oh, we don't believe in preaching. This is what he said. We don't believe in preaching that message. I said having a seed and putting it in the ground,
3: mm, so,
0: so no. when you have a seed and you don't plant it, you're not able to sow back into anybody financially, and the churches awesome. have been taught not to plant or sow seed money because it is seed time and harvest time.
1: Wow. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you, and, so, and
0: we, it, it's, it's awesome. I've had a blessed day today, Pastor. Because it's my desire to see the kingdom of God, the the people in the kingdom of God blessed. Yes, because right. we cannot minister to anybody without finances.
1: That's
3: you right. can't
0: travel. You can't get on a plane. You, you can't help. Is, us. If
1: we get if we get money as an issue out of our life, yes, you
0: understand?
1: everything yes. else will fall in love for us.
0: Yes, it will. This is one of the a things I in my church. God. I say
1: I say I do I do. Uh, I do what we call uh, assessments in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, periodic, as the Holy Spirit, tells me, I do assessments. I say, okay, I, I need to see the hand of everybody in here who's saved. And mm-hmm. They just raise their hand, and I say, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, everybody saved. Great. I I need to see. Every, I see. I need to see everybody. I see. See the hands of everybody in here who's have reasonable health. Not you know, you don't mm-hmm. have no sickness. No so major sickness. I need to see your hand. You understand? And I do that. And then i say, okay, I, I need to handle the hands of everybody who's married Just doing pretty good relationships, you're doing all right. I need to see, I do assessments. The reason being, because it's time out for just preaching something to be preaching.
0: Right. We Amen. have to
1: preach relevancy. We have to preach a message that's, that's, that's practical, that's, that's relevant to the people's lives today. Amen. I say, okay. I said, okay, all right. I need to handle the hands of everybody who needs some money. I said, okay, now. Mm-hmm. The trip. It's the trip part of this thing. I said, okay. Oh, oh, why don't you have your hands that? Oh, everybody need money. They increase. They need, need increase. in promotion. the increase in the car. They need the house. Whatever. I said, now, okay. For the next six weeks, that's all we're gonna talk about. is money. Mm-hmm. That's all we're gonna talk about. Why, why? Why am I talking about salvation? You saved. Right. You, you, you can't get them. I can't. I can't get you saver than you are. Right. I can <laughs> I can't make you more righteous than you are.
3: Mm -hmm. You understand?
1: You're saved.
3: Heaven is your home. Mm
1: -hmm. Let's deal with this life right now. Mm -hmm. Let's deal with with the fact that many of our family members will become saved or they'll come to know the God that we serve or they'll come Mm -hmm. to love the God we serve when they see the God that we serve provided for us. Amen. Why would a drug drug dealer who have a pocket Mm -hmm. full of money illegally
0: Oh, oh, Stop oh.
1: what he's doing to come follow your God, and he see your car belly ran, you broke, you struggling, scrambling. Hmm. And see, we are we are the representation of who God is. Yes, and we are. We can preach Thank all day you. long. But until Thank people you,
0: can Jesus. see. a bullshit.
1: Thank you, got Jesus. People have to see the love of God.
0: Hallelujah. They have to see the That's
1: manifestation right. of what we're preaching.
0: Right. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Don't,
1: don't tell me God is love. Show me. God, God told love that he can't oh, you little have little to shit. give. Thank
0: you, know, you, Jesus. Word.
1: Yes, why, Lord. You know, why, why aren't we? Why are we Trying to follow us around? Showing up, walking to people's houses and neighborhoods. And, in it. we're Renovating people's houses.
3: Making just in your
0: citizens. Thank you, Jesus. Giving away Thank houses
1: on Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey
3: doing it. Yes, yes Jesus.
1: He, come on, man. Yes, yes, ma'am. I've seen seen that girl give away almost 300 cars on one show.
3: Yes, you have.
1: Everybody in this show got a car. Mm
3: -hmm. Yep.
1: Yep. And that's why they look at her as a
0: cop.
3: Yes, they do. Yes, Mm -hmm. baby. Y'all ain't ain't Mm -hmm. saying nothing. Y'all ain't saying
1: nothing.
0: Yes. Yes. We hear you. We hear you. We're on mute.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, that's why people look at, that's why people idolize these athletes.
0: Yes, yes, that's, why, that's why we yes, can't too. get our
1: young folks saved and, and loving God because they don't see no success in
0: the kingdom. You're so right, sir. You're right. The only
1: one that sees successful is the preacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm mean, that's That's the name of Jesus. Yes. Because God is no the person. If the preacher got a nice car, everybody should go to have a nice car. Yes, yes. real. Yes. Come on now. Come on. Amen. 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 Yes, Amen. Yes, we we Yes, we do. We be blessed. Yes, we do.
0: We be blessed. So right you right. And we've it. got to
1: stop telling people to bring up the money so we can look good. We gotta take the people to the well and teach them how to drink.
2: Amen. Yes. Amen.
1: They once yeah. said they once said a good person said that if you give a man a fish he can eat today. If you teach a man how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well I think a stepfather say, If you show a man how to buy the pond, his for generations for generations never mm-hmm. never needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Yes.
3: Amen.
1: So, so I don't know how many people now. Is this a network that's collaborative? What I would like to do, Yolivet, if you'll mind me just sharing, mm-hmm. I would like to meet with you guys again. I would like to come back again and talk. Oh, yes. More importantly, the next talk will be a strategist meeting. Good. How can we come together?
3: And mm-hmm. I can show
1: you some of the vehicles. Like, for an example, I'll tell you, i say, listen, this, this, this. I got a vehicle that I'm using right now that's paying me 2% of my money. Even while I'm asleep. Until you're making money while you sleep, you ain't doing nothing. Wow. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: That's what we need to understand. We need to understand that because here's the deal. What bank you know right now that's giving you a a savings account, they need to give you 1% annually 1%. But the bank is making 100, sometimes 1,000% daily. Yep. They're giving you less than one percent annually. Have have ever heard. Of, have you ever heard of the law of seventy-two? I'm probably telling y'all too much tonight. You're probably busting your bellies open. <laughs> <laughs> here's what the law of 72. here's a bank formula. This is a formula that banks and insurance companies use to define how long it takes their money to double. It's called the law of seventy-two. Well, the law of seventy-two simply this: uh, whatever interest you are getting, if you divide it into 72, it's going to tell you how many years it takes your money to, du- to double. Case in point, you have $100, right? If mm-hmm. you place your $100 in your bank right now, let's just say per of the bank gives you 1%. Well, if you divide 1% to 72, one going to 72, 72 times, right? Right. That means it's going to take that $100, 72 years, to turn it to $200. Wow, got it mm-hmm. yeah let's say yes. let's say you found a good bank and they paid you three percent well three going to seventy two twenty four times right, so right. it's going to take that hundred dollars twenty four years to double Still saying mhm uh-huh. yeah, All right, let's <laughs> say you you got lucky or real blessed, and you found something they gave you twenty four percent well twenty four going to seventy two three times, so that may take your money three years to double. You see what I'm saying? Right. So That's the formula that banks use to define that's how they're able to make the projections they make about how much money they're going to make in in the next year or two, two years. Mm -hmm. Based on the percentages they're getting and the law of 72. Wow. I mentioned the law of 72 around preachers and most most preachers don't even know what it means. So if you don't know what it means, how can you teach it to your people?
0: Right, you can't, you can't. If
1: you're not getting, if you not getting a good return on your money, how can you show your people how to get a good return on them?
0: Right, right,
1: right. Follow I'm yeah. so, so, I'm getting two percent of my money daily. Mhm. Y'all miss that? Mhm. I, I got
3: it.
0: Do
1: you I got it. Two percent daily.
3: Two
0: percent
1: daily. Daily. Making money right See, there's a fear that exists. That most people don't realize and people are afraid to say they have that fear. But that ain't for well, one thing that will stop. You know, for example, when Jesus actually the rich young you really said he says the rich wrong really came and he said, Lord, how can I inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Keep my coming. He said, Those things I've done since I was young.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: Jesus says, Well, one thing I lack. He said, What is it, Lord? He says, I uh, say what you got to come follow me. Well, that despondency that was on his face, the truth said so his countenance changed, you know, what that responds to uh, fear. Right. Because he saw giving away was a loss. Hmm. He didn't even realize that if Jesus asked him for anything he had, that means Jesus had more to give him. Right. The scriptures say when we give to the poor, we lend it to the Lord. That's what I'm saying? And he retains. right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Y'all got quiet on me. Everybody muted again? Everybody muted. <laughs> no. Yes, wow.
2: You,
1: you, you follow what I'm saying? And so, yes. so we've got to break this spirit of fear, uh, and fear goes away. The more knowledge you have about something, the less fear you have about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay? So
1: my, my, what I want to help you guys, ladies and gentlemen, do is to break outside of, get outside of your comfort zone and get away from the spirit of fear as relates to investing in money. Here's the uh, reason
0: mm-hmm. why. All right.
1: Scared money can't win nothing.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) Now, seriously, scared money can't win nothing. Now, but when you talk about money, I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are, whether you're poor or rich, I don't care who you are, business people understand, uh, wise people understand, and people with money understand that there's always a level of risk with any investment or anything dealing with money.
0: Yes.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: There's always a level of risk. As a matter of fact, if you even, even look up the word entrepreneur,
0: you uh-huh. would discover
1: is to find an individual who is willing to take higher levels of risk than the average person.
0: Yeah. Wow. You
3: yes.
1: You understand? Yes. So, so when you understand that, but you can narrow the risk by knowledge. But if everything is a risk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you narrow, you lessen the risk by having more information.
0: Hallelujah.
1: About what it is that you're investing in. Right. You understand? and understanding yeah. the principles of, uh, uh, the, the principles that governs money. And I've shared a whole lot of that with you mm-hmm. the other night when I talked about the fact that, for an example, if, you know, my, my mentor told me one time years ago, he said, Cliff, do you not know it's easier to make $10,000 a month than it is to make it in a year? When he first said that, I said, man, you're about to lost your That don't even make logical sense.
3: Mm-hmm
1: And some of you probably saying the same thing if you tell the truth. How is it easier Mm -hmm. to make $10,000 a month than it is to make it in a year? That don't even make logical sense. But when he showed it to me and proved it to me, it changed my life.
3: All right.
1: (laughs) You follow me? Yes, yes. Check this out. As a student, you cannot be so fearful of money that you're not willing to invest in yourself. And here's how he taught me. He said, son, this is what I want you to do. And uh, he says, I have a business meeting tomorrow in Los Angeles, California. I want you to meet me there. And watch this, guys. I had to pay for my own plane ticket. I had to make my own way there. All he gave me was a gave me a, a address and told me to be there. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The next mm-hmm. day, at the time that he subscribed, I was in Los Angeles. Now, here's what blew my mind, because I knew he was going to a business meeting and he was going to talk to some wealthy people. And so, I, man, I got my best custom suit, my best guy, alligators, you know, watches and <laughs> rings and everything, and so I'm flying to Los Angeles, looking important. <laughs> I show up in Los Angeles to the office where he tells me to meet him. I'm standing outside waiting for him to show up. He pulls up in a rental car, gets out with a pair of jeans and a T-shirt.
3: <laughs> um,
1: I said, man, I said, I I bro, I, I'm overdressed, man. He said, no, come on, just come on. Come on, go with me. We walked into the CEO office of this major corporation in, in Los Angeles. I think, yeah, it was Los Angeles. No, yeah, it was Los Angeles. We walked into this office, and uh, we went in the office. I, I promise you, we went in the office 30 minutes. But he mm-hmm. walked out with a check for over $35,000. Whoa. Hmm. He got my attention. He mm-hmm. got my attention. Now, watch this. So, we come back. I get back to Richmond. He lives in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He sends me an email. He says, I'm coming to Richmond, and I'm going to do a, uh, a seminar, a two-day seminar, and it's called the Six-Figure Business School. He said, the school costs $3,500. I need you to be there. Did you hear what said?
3: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. This guy said, $3,500. So I come home and tell my wife she thought I was the craziest person. I, I told her my church they thought I was the... I saw he supposed to be your friend. Why are you spend $3,500? Because he's a millionaire. <laughs> you understand? And I don't you understand, know you got you, you to pay for what you want to like. Listen to me. Ladies, mm-hmm. I paid the thirty five hundred dollars to go sit and listen to my friend. This is because I was he was my friend before he became a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but the difference between him and I was he's a millionaire, I'm not. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You follow me? So I went for eight hours on a Saturday had eight hours on a Sunday to listen to this man talk. But let me tell you, God is not with me. What I learned in the first two hours on Saturday, I it was worth the thirty five hundred
3: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Follow
1: me? I really need, I, I really I didn't even want to go back on Sunday. I learned so much in two hours on Saturday, it was worth the thirty five hundred dollars. Why? Because since then that's been over that's been over close, close to nineteen, twenty years ago. I ain't worked for nobody in twenty five years. Wow. 25 mm-hmm. years, I've not worked for a single soul, and my life mm-hmm. has been better now in these years than ever I had a job. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And the jobs I've had in my life weren't bad jobs. I've been 10 years mm-hmm. in the military. I worked at Reynolds Mills for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And I really don't mm-hmm. come from a poor family either. Not to, you know, I'm just, I don't say that to
2: I'm just, Right. <laughs> right, I know your daddy. <laughs> so,
1: so, so my point, so my point is, you become what you hang around. Right. Yeah. Mhm. You understand? You become what you hang around. Mhm. Try this out. Y'all go to the beauty salon.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. A
1: whole lot of talking going on in there, don't it? Ladies just be talking. A lot of business They're just talking, right? Mhm. Then go to the barbershop. shop. A whole lot of talk going in the barbershop. shop. Mhm. <laughs> Right. But how many of us go to a country club? How many of us are part of the, the upper echelon of these country clubs? You, you mm-hmm. want to know why, why they got country clubs and why it costs so much money? You got to make it so much money, you can be a, part of, be a member. Mm-hmm. But They understand the law of transparency and they understand the law of attraction. They understand the law of transference. Here's what that law simply say: You become what you be around.
3: Yeah. Watch mm-hmm. this.
1: They set the price so high so that the average poor person cannot afford because right. they don't want poor people to bring poor mentality into their club. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. right. That makes Wealthy sense.
1: Wealthy people make more money on the golf club, on the golf course, talking business. Yes. And I can assure you, they ain't talking about poor people.
2: <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs>
1: They're talking about how to make more More money mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're talking about how to leverage Their time mm-hmm.
0: Keeping it right there
1: They're keeping it right there Yeah But wow. we talk about all the rich people mm-hmm. Yeah, right. we focus on the wrong things I love y'all, appreciate the time uh, Yvette, let me yeah. know Another time And uh Yes. Power. Ooh, the, the young lady who asked the question about the credit, do you you? If you have something to write, with I can give you my number. You
2: st- yeah, you are still online? You all? You have any questions that you want to uh, with for Pastor? Yeah,
0: I want to ask him. When is his um, next class that he's having at his? If it's at his church, when is it?
1: Well, I, I do a, a kingdom empowerment every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. The Lord spoke to me 15 years ago. He said, son, I want you to teach economic principles and biblical principles uh, for business uh, from, eight to, to, from 8 to about 9.30 every Sunday morning. Uh, and it's amazing. So let me share that testimony with you. And uh, the Lord spoke to him. He said, son, I want you to do it. He said, as a matter of fact, he says, your 8 o'clock is going to outgrow your 11 o'clock service. And mind you, my 11 o'clock is not busting at the seams. A pretty good congregation. The Lord is blessing us, but we're not busting at the scene. And so, so I started it on Hall Street in Richmond, mm-hmm. our, our former location. And, and for a while, it was doing pretty good. And, and uh, I'm getting dropped off, and it was, like, sometimes it'd be five people, eight people. I've been times it have been three people. But you not know, in 15 years, I've been there every single Sunday doing it. And there's been times I was discouraged. There's been times I said, Lord, this ain't working. This ain't. And people would ask, Pastor, why are you doing this? Why, why are you wearing this stuff out? let me tell you something, the difference between me and the average person, and I don't say again this to offend anybody,
3: mm-hmm. but you
1: don't believe what you say. You only believe what you do. Mhm. Now, watch that. I didn't learn that from a preacher. I learned that from a businessman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't believe what we say. We only believe what we do. Mm-hmm. And so, so because I believe What the Lord said, I believe I heard His voice, I'm still doing what I said. All right. Even though it hasn't happened yet. So here's what happens to me when I try to quit, when I try to stop, you know, and not do it. Holy Spirit said, look at my word and find somebody in the Bible that I gave an instruction to who did it a long period of time. I went straight to Noah.
3: Mm hmm.
1: So Noah was going to rain. Noah had never even seen rain before.
3: Right? You're right.
1: Right? you right. And Noah preached. How many years? 120 years. It's going to rain. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. the Lord left me when well, he said, Son, did it rain? I said, Yes, Lord. He said, So did.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I said to you, say to you that uh, the Lord spoke that to me, and for 15 years. Now I'm seeing a major turnaround with it now. The beginning to happen for us. But 15 years I've been doing it. Simply because the Lord said so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only way you ever prove to God that you believe Him, is that you do what He tells you to do, mm-hmm. in spite of what it feels like, what it looks like, what your mind thinking, what others are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to answer the question, I teach like this every Sunday at from
2: eight to nine thirty.
3: All right.
2: And those that you all are um that's from different states that's on the line. We'll set up with um, Pastor Coward. He can let us know um, so that we can be on a you know a line so that he can. He said the next one could be strategy, so we
1: well, can. Well, your is what the people can do. Anybody, especially if there are any uh, pastors or leaders or congregants who, you know, I don't have an honor. If people want to bring me in, you know, I just ask them to be fair. You know, okay. They come and try They want to bring me in. I'll be glad to come. In. Do workshops at the churches to help the people. I'm I I, I I I'm not in this for money. The Lord has helped right. me and I'm, I'm being blessed, and you know, and, and you do right by people. God will always bless you.
0: Right.
1: People call me all the time. Say, "What's your honor?" Rabbi? I don't have. one. Right. You understand? God is my soul.
0: Right.
1: You understand? I, and and let me tell you where I learned that from. Doctor Mike Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Many many years ago, yeah. I was with Bishop Kelly down in Petersburg. Doctor Mike Murdoch came in town. Yeah. And I was sitting on his feet listening to him minister one day, and Dr. Mike Murdoch spoke to him, and he spoke, and here's what he said. He says a particular preacher, well-known pastor, didn't mention the name, called him to, do, to come to do a conference. And he prayed about it. The Holy Spirit told him to go, and it was out in Seattle somewhere. And the, the day of the conference, they called for a blizzard. Okay. The day of the conference, they called for a blizzard. Dr. Mike said that the preacher called, they might Mike, we want to cancel the conference because they called for a blizzard. And, and Mike he prayed the Holy Spirit told him to go.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: said, well, man, I can't, I, you know, we can't, we can't afford you to come. You know, we can't, you know, we can't guarantee you this, that, that. He said, but the Lord told me to come, so I'm coming. Right. Or not, I'm coming. So he went. And sure enough, it, was not, it wasn't a huge turnout. A whole lot of people didn't. You Normally know, would be a couple of thousand people. Of, it, it might have been a handful of people, 60 or 70 people at the conference. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Mike said he preached like there were 3,000 people there.
0: Wow!
1: And guess what? One man walked up and put an offering in the in, in the envelope in the, in the basket for seventy four thousand dollars.
2: Wow! You understand?
1: Mm-hmm. And so so I'm sending to say to anybody on the call that if you want to have me to come to minister to share, you don't have to worry about no, no no huge honorariums for us to be coming. But, do, but I will, you know, recommend therefore suggest that you just take care of my travel. You understand? Mm-hmm. Right. That, and, 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 and that the Lord leads you. for bless me, because God knows what I need. Are you And that is why I do what I do is because I've never wanted to preach for money. Right. I've been in business for so many years because Paul. I learned that from Paul. Paul says, "Oh, he says, I will rather work with my
2: own hands i I be talking with no man." Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
3: But well, then I'll probably
2: set up something for you to come. I have a, a, a women's fellowship that um, I'll probably get you to come and to, um, to go in to talk to us about here locally. And then um, we'll try to set up something um, that for you to come back on the line, but to be able to bless you as well for sharing because it's not free. And a lot of this, knowledge that you're talking about I know somewhat of so I know that a lot of people charge for the things the nuggets that you just, that you've imparted in us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so we um we'll set up another date and you wanted to give somebody the number to call you? Well if they
1: need my number if they need credit restoration you can give me a call at 804-437-9603 Mama. That's eight zero four four three seven nine six zero three. And ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize again for getting late on the call, and I know I helped you get out kind of long, but I'm very, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about what I do.
2: Yes, and hey, we don't rush. We don't rush. We don't. We say eight to nine, but we we go into the spirit complete. We don't. Uh, we don't rush anybody because um, we know that when God. It, when people that come on the line, that God al- allows to come on the line is to bless us.
1: Amen. What well, do you mind if I pray with your, your, your listeners before we leave? You,
2: you know, you go right ahead, Bishop. Holy God.
1: Thank you, Father. Father, we first of all say thank you, Lord. We we thank you for grace. We thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your thank you. Now, Lord, we thank you that your word is the final authority. And I just pray tonight, God, that Even as I have shared, God, I pray that there's been anything that I've said or or shared, God, that had any untruth to it at all, God, that that, that you don't get no glory out of. I I pray that you uncover it it. in the name of Jesus. We we come against any spirit that the enemy will use, uh, whether it be uh, to intimidate, the spirit of fear. we denounce it right now. But, God, I relinquish and I I lose the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding the spirit of revelation, got into this, to the ears of the listeners tonight. And I pray, God, that you will share within each one that desire, God, to prosper, to be in good health, even as your, their souls prosper, God, that they might come to the, uh, the true knowledge of what your will and your intent is concerning resources and money and stewardship. And I pray that you will bless them tonight, increase the works of their hands, enlarge their territory, expand their borders, Lord God, strengthen their cords, their state. strengthen their states strengthen their cords. Open up their hearts and minds, God, to your many facets of uh, provisions and many ways of blessing us. And my blessed uh, minister, Yvette, tonight, God, bless her efforts, oh God, to share uh, locally and nationally, God, give her a greater platform that she may continue to bring uh, knowledge and bring resources to the body of Christ to empower the people of God. And we bless you. I thank you for the opportunity tonight. Thank I you. thank you for this opportunity. And I give you praise, and I give you all the glory, honor, and adoration that you deserve. If there mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. any amongst us tonight, God, mm-hmm. who needs healing, I decree healing upon their mm-hmm. lives right now. In the name of Jesus,
2: amen. Amen.
3: Amen.
2: Amen. Thanks, y'all. you
3: take care. It's
2: a thank you so much, Pastor.
3: Thank
2: you. Oh. And you all be blessed, and I just want to thank everybody. And then remember, on next week we have um, um, co-pastor Argenia, um Atkinson. She'll be with us on next week, so stay tuned. And again, if you all can, if you didn't get that number, you can play this, go back to Talk Show, and you can play it and get his number. Uh, those that you all that needed. Does anybody else have any announcements or anything that they have going on? Okay Well we just want to say, I thank you again Love everybody And we just want to thank him And we'll talk to you all On next week
0: God bless Good night Good night Love you
2: all right. Love
0: you all Bye You said that you can Replay it again Just dial the same number
2: Yes I, Yes You dial the same number And you can listen to um, If you missed any portion of it You can go back And And um, And um, you can go back on talk show. Also,
3: okay. okay.
2: yeah. Yeah, you can go back on talk show and um and it um you can play it back. Any of the messages that we've had there, you can always rec- record them back, go and listen to them. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, thank you. All right. Well, be blessed. You too. Oh, yeah, and I forgot one other announcement on Friday. I know Apostle Claudette Wilson.